This podcast is rated off for realness. Explicit fucking content. Dude, I've been waiting for you. I've been waiting for you. Yeah, I know. I've been waiting a long time for this. To look at you, to see my head in your head. <laughs> That's double. Not in the front. It's almost like a mirror. You know? It's not almost like Looking a mirror. Looking back at me. What's up, wrestling fans? <laughs> Welcome to the Basement Bookers Podcast, episode 220. <laughs> And if you don't know, after all those, I am the champ, Rich the Riz. Here, my bro, Jerry on the spot. I like you had to throw in that you're the champ. I'm the champ, to, so yeah. To Why not? It's not to compensate. Bro, Stone Cold Steve Austin was selling out arenas with a bald head. What? So don't even worry about it. You should embrace it. Now, Austin and I have the same story time story. You saw that episode of story time, right? I've seen every episode of Storytime since the first episode of Storytime. Well, there you go. And 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 every episode after that, as a matter of fact, from the future. You should leave a space right there where I said that. Yeah, because I don't know. Matter of fact from the future is... Is that a phrase? Is it? I don't know. I don't know. It's not not a phrase. I just said it. Because what, what, what else would it be? I, I don't know. Right? Yeah. I'm just blowing minds. Like, the, no, the, like, I know the words are English, but the, put put together like that, they don't seem to work for me. They're going to work for you. I think Because I, I made I them work. It. You don't have to get it. All right. Fucking get it. Just get it, dude. Well, get you, know, it. you know what we're going to get? Appetizers. It's fake news about real sports. There you go. Entertainment. Enzo Mori revealed on Twitter this week. And a copy of a letter sent by his attorney. Quote, the Phoenix Police Department recently informed Mr. Arndt, Enzo Amori, and his counsel that there is insufficient evidence in this matter, the rape allegations, to warrant any criminal charges, that the matter will not be transferred to the county attorney for prosecution, and that their investigation and case is closed. No charges were ever filed. The matter is closed. That's a direct quote from this letter. I don't know who it's to. It's to. It's no, just it's to show general. everybody that he's innocent. It worked. It says he's innocent. So. Yeah, but I bet if you typed Enzo Amore into Google, the first thing that's going to come up. Enzo Amore guilty. Enzo Amore rape. Enzo Amore. Shoes, probably. Shoes. <laughs> no more shoes. Enzo More, quote, you should be begging for this dick. <laughs> uh, I told you that sounded made up. Uh, uh, anyway, I mean according that to phrase. Yeah. You really can't imagine him saying that. I can, but I don't think he would. Not with a tape recorder, at least. Yeah. He learned from Hogan. According to Mike Johnson on PW Insider Elite Audio... Hold on. Did you say according to your Johnson or Mike Johnson? Mike Johnson. Okay, I was going to say, <laughs> you can't tag team with your dick. <laughs> my, my, di- my dick does not work for PW Insider Elite Audio. That you know of. 
I, I think I would know if right. if it did. Good. Anyway, according to Mike Johnson, despite being cleared of the allegations, WWE is not likely to bring him back. Ah, what does he know? What a shocker! I mean, he was, you know, he's. Uh, no, oh, I don't care if they do. I'm just saying. Yeah. Who the fuck is this guy? Yeah, I don't know. He, he's, you know, he's just better than us. I don't know. No, it's not. Uh, tickets to the All In show reportedly sold out in approximately forty-five minutes. I heard it was twenty-nine minutes. Oh, it was somewhere between twenty-nine and forty-nine, marking the first time an independent promotion has ever sold over ten thousand tickets to one show. Vince Russo was apparently jockeying for a spot on the show, jockeying for position on Twitter, despite constantly talking shit about the Bullet Club and the Elite. I used to listen to his podcast. He did. Yeah. So. He offered to, quote, cut in-ring promo on all marks who would... Wait, what am I doing? We have Vince Russo here. Oh, here we go. Hey. He said he would, quote, cut in-ring promo on all marks who attend All In. That wasn't great. Whatever. But Cody responded, quote, we don't reward bad behavior. Stay away from our event. Whoa. What if he bought a ticket? I doubt he would, considering he was trying to get on the show. Try and get on the show, you're probably not going to buy a ticket. Yeah. That you know of. That's right. He's such a dick. I guess. He's just but that's how you stay, you know, relevant, making noise. It's all about reality. You're making some noise. Yup. Uh, WWE.com is reporting that Randy Orton underwent minor knee surgery this week uh, to repair a medial meniscus tear in his left knee. Must be from all that RKO poundage. I guess, or... Getting on that mat, pounding that mat. The mat, wrestling mat. No, I know, I'm I'm just... Yeah, no, I was was trying to think of a way to say uh, that I'm not imagining his wife right now, but... uh, uh, Oh, well, I guess I just said that. His wife, pounding the wife. Man, I hope he listens to this. (laughs) And then he finds out. At Rich DeRiz. Follow me on Twitter, Randy Orton, and I will give you his information. I will never sell you out, bro. Sam Roberts has never gotten RKO'd. Peter Rosenberg has never gotten RKO'd. If I'm the first podcaster to get RKO'd, don't you think that will bring more ears to the product? I think it would bring uh, more people to your funeral. I don't think You're not gonna I don't survive. think there'd be a funeral. We, listen, we could po- we could podcast from a hotel room. Closed casket. We'll tell we'll <laughs> tell them just to put some towels on the walls to to mitigate the echo. You know. Yeah, I guess, but we don't put towels on here to mitigate echo. No, I mean they have different walls, like tile and shit. Like a bathroom. Kind of. Hotel rooms don't have tile. Hospital rooms sometimes they do. Oh, hospital rooms do. Sometimes it's a glossier thing. It's easier to wash down fucking fluids off of. Listen, I'm just saying. Fluids. Wow. Yeah. Okay. You're all in. I'm just saying he's got a hot wife. He does. Allegedly. Not to me. I don't think so because there's only one woman who gets my interest. I'll tell you. I like sleeping in my bed every night. <laughs> Several fan reports seem to indicate that Jeff Hardy may have injured his left leg or knee just prior to his SmackDown Dark match against The Miz. Jeff Whale and Araja was reporting that it seemingly happened during his entrance and he was noticeably favoring his leg during the match. 
but he hasn't missed any live event matches since. So it's obviously not serious. A little wear and tear on the extreme one. Yeah, I mean, he broke his leg. Hey, man, that guy year. goes all in on his entrance. I'd do it, but I'd shake my chair. Yeah. A lot of gyrating and hand-waving. Indeed. Uh, a lot of Jeff Whalen this week. He also says Charlotte ruptured her breast implant prior to WrestleMania and was putting off the surgery to avoid missing the matches she had against uh, Asuka and Carmella. And she also wanted to avoid missing the lucrative European tour. He further speculates that due to her losing some teeth overseas... She will miss next week's SmackDown as a result of the required well, she surgery. Wasn't on this week, so I don't think so. Yeah, that that well, that was because she had something to do with Michelle Wilson here in the U.S. WBC. Well, she was at the upfronts. Yeah, that too. And last but not least, Jeff Whalen is also reporting that Xavier Woods punctured his tongue in three places in the SmackDown spot that left him bloody. That was the finish of the match where he was going for his flying elbow, but Cesaro got up and hit him with the uppercut, European, super European uppercut. Yeah, and it was, it was uh, they showed all that color. I was edited too. So. Suffer for your art. God there you go. Damn it! God damn it! What a slow news week. Now we had a few things. Enzo was big. I'd say that's what she said, but. Maybe she doesn't even know, because allegedly... That didn't happen. Right. Or it did, and it was perfectly consensual. Or it did, and it just wasn't of evidence. Whatever. Look, I'm not a lawyer, but I don't think we're allowed to talk about things like this. I'm not a lawyer, and I think we can talk about whatever the fuck we want. Look, I'm not a lawyer, but allegedly. Mm-hmm. You yes. have to say allegedly. Allegedly. If you say allegedly, you're in the clear. Allegedly, we can do whatever the fuck we want. Allegedly, allegedly, Randy Orton has a really hot wife. Allegedly, allegedly rumor. Yeah, allegedly, not to me. Yeah, was, uh, I'm engaged. I don't know. If rumors you know and innuendo that your favorite boy says. It's your boy. That's not my boy. It's your boy. You don't no, even know his name. I, 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 if you guys, if you guys name every <laughs> comrade, what? Uh, it doesn't matter. See the Thompson and Johnson. I think it's Thompson. I don't care. We don't use our last names. That's right. Nobody needs to know that. Your last name is on the spot. No one needs to know that. That my name is Jerry on the spot. Rodriguez. <laughs> Venezuela. Venezuela. It kind of was a little bit of a slow news week, but usually we have more. I feel like all the all the news went by quick. That was it. It's bullshit about what happened on TV this week. All right. I think for me. What stood out as good was that time that Daniel Bryan was talking about how he's going to become the WWE champion. Mm-hmm. And that big asshole comes out talking his shit and just gets the worst beating I've ever seen on a big man from an average sized man. By the way, mm-hmm. he's not that little. Just for a second, I thought, is this? This is a heel beatdown. <laughs> what are we doing here? That was, that was great. Incredible. Like, all it was missing was color. Yeah. Ooh, I would have lost some color there, buddy. If, if, if Brian got some fucking juice out of Cass, that would have been great. 
I read that the spot that broke the Greatest Royal Rumble trophy was an accident. Yeah, it looked like an accident to me. I didn't need to read for that. I thought that too, but... It looks cheap. Don't say that. They can hear you. It looks inexpensive. No, you can't say that either. It looks... It it costs the people of Saudi Arabia a lot of money. I thought you were going to say Agrabah. I'm like, that's not right. No. That's that's a lot (laughs) (laughs) Speaking of faces beating up heels, boy, Jinder Mahal, that Roman Reigns... Which I had to rewatch on Hulu because we didn't get the first hour of Raw because of my TV show that was DVRing at the same time. What show? The Terror. Sounds interesting. Not. It is, dude. It's on the same channel that brought you Breaking Bad. Um, it's uh takes place back. It's AMC, right? Yeah. That's how I remember. It takes place back in the day, like English ships and stuff, and there's like a monster. Mm. You ever see the thing? The, the Stephen King one? Yeah. No. Okay, never mind. And that is the end of Off Topic Corner. Okay, right. so, uh, yeah, what'd you think about that? That the wall he broke through, quote-unquote, obviously that was just one piece of sheetrock over yeah. what was obviously just another corridor. They, they had fucking, the thing in there, they, the numbers. Yeah. <laughs> there, were, there were numbers on, on Why the Why would like, that the be door. behind the door? They were like... The, there was shit fucking taped on the wall, signs. Like. I know, but I feel like the last time Roman Reigns got huge, uh, good reaction was when he's beating up people. Like when he beat up Triple H. Remember when he was beating down Triple H that time? Yeah. During their little feud? Well, I don't know. I still don't care. Alright. It's cool. You're not, you're not allowed to not care. Like, it's a free country. I want Roman Reigns to get over. Right? Yeah, because then they can stop trying. Yeah, that that's all they need to do is stop trying. Just just let it happen. Just let, just let it happen, bro. Allegedly. <laughs> uh, just let it happen. Oh. Oh. I see what you're doing. <laughs> you, no, see, it doesn't work like that. You have to say, just shh. That's how you do it. See? Okay. Do it all over stuff. So, topic. Hmm. I mean, you want to talk about it when I brought it up to you. Nia Jax, who is the women's champion. Oh, yeah. Challenges Ronda Rousey, who is not the champion, to a title match. At the Money in the Bank pay-per-view coming up this June. Well, I read some stuff that could be perceived as possible spoilers. It's it's really just speculation at this point. Shall I? What? Shall I discuss what those I mean, what speculation if you entails? want to, I just was thinking that this is dumb. Yeah. So, what is being speculated is the plan is that... Ajax is going to turn heel and reveal that she's working for Stephanie McMahon. And this is to get Ronda back for beating them. Do you think that's why Nia Jax said to be a star? Because Stephanie McMahon's the driving force behind be a star? 
but she's like a bully for real, though. <laughs> I, don't I mean, I don't allegedly, think that's she's a bully. I don't think that far. <laughs> but all I know is, like, like, like I've expressed to you uh, over text the past week. I should have lit that candle. It's stupid. Yeah. It's you're the champ. You don't go and challenge someone. First of all, second of all, let's look at the storyline wise. When's the last time they ever accepted a champ choosing their own challenger? Especially if if the challenger only has one match under their belt. But the challenger is the quote baddest woman on the planet. Quote. Wait. So what she did before WWE affects her status within WWE. There's no denying that she is a huge star. And because they use the stuff that she did before WWE in promos, they made that canon. So it does matter what she did before. <sighs> fucking not. I got you, didn't I? Yeah, I fucking No. So I, I don't like that they just pick and choose. It's like, this is how we do it. Asterisk. Except when it's Ronda Rousey. No. Bullshit. Or Brock Lesnar. Let's not be sexist. Because that's canon. Brock has... He's done in in UFC is canon. Yes. Brock has done what he wanted forever. Almost forever. So this was pretty clear that Brock and Heyman are a package deal. Where one goes, the other one goes. Except Paul doesn't appear on UFC TV. I don't know. I don't like when fucking rules change like that. I don't like. I don't I'm not like saying it. Saying I like it. I I was against it, but this is what's happening. I feel like it's too early. She should have had singles matches. Other, you know, actual singles matches. You know. Yeah, she's she was scheduled for a series of singles matches on this European tour for um on the live events house shows, but every one of them got turned into a six woman tag. Why can't she just wrestle on TV? If she's so good, at least... Oh, yeah, Brock doesn't wrestle. But she doesn't show up. I I don't know. Um, I don't like it. I don't like any of it. Uh, It's interesting having Miranda in WWE. Again, uh, wait and see attitude. She impressed at Mania in her first match. Yeah, but it's May now. It is. You're right. Can we, like, set up a program or something, you know? Wrestle somebody else? I think it's what they're doing. I don't want to see more of her. Like, what are we doing? I want to see... Actually, I've seen a lot of her. Um, oh, you ta- oh, you're talking about... Get your mind... Sorry. ...here. All right? Okay. Um, what, do you, what do you think of the B team? Because you can't use the A team because right. of rights. <laughs> uh, again, wait and see. I mean, I'm a fan of the two of them. Together, it's good. Did you hear what Cole said? I've heard a lot of things Cole has said in um, the past. Dur- during their match, the only interaction that Bray Wyatt had with Bo Dallas was Bo tried to get in the ring to interfere or something, and Bray kicked him out. And Michael Cole said, no brotherly love there. Interesting. I feel like it was an odd thing to say it to. I mean, obviously it was a line that was fed to him, say, that they said, say this exactly. Because it was completely unnatural, completely unnecessary, and the sole purpose was to get us talking about it. Maybe they're gonna do something down the line where they join up. 
with uh, the Deleter of Worlds. Maybe I don't know he'll about, save Bo Dallas. I don't know about the three or four of them all joining forces, but Bo and Bray would be interesting. Like, would they make Bo a Wyatt, or would they leave him as is? If they ha- if they tag team up, would they be called Braybo? No, you could have you could do it it's where like Rainbow, but you Braybo. have a cult preacher and a motivational speaker together. Bo hasn't done that in forever, right? But still, I think he needs to go take a swim in the water of reincarnation. Lake, it's a lake. So- it's still water in there. God damn it. True. Just schematics. Schematics. Oh, yeah, no, that's what you use to, to build things. Right. Or like plans. So who's qualified for the Money in the Bank uh, men's so far? Do you I, know? Not offhand. All right. One member of the New Day. Big E, probably. Supposedly. I mean, it's the only one that makes sense. Kofi yeah. ain't winning a ladder match. He's just going to do Kofi stuff. But that would be epic. Yeah. Oh, yeah, the rumor is there's not going to be a tag team Money in the Bank match. Good. Good. Great. I think it's great. I think it would be interesting. It wouldn't. But, like, who would win it? It would have to be a SmackDown. Fashion Police. I was going to say, it would have to be a SmackDown team so that they Fashion can... Fashion Police is a Raw team now. You're not good at this. <laughs> I have four rosters, have four in, my rosters in my head. You're such a dick. <laughs> <laughs> oh, man. Cherry on the dick. Asuka versus Carmella for the money in the bank. That's huge. That's going to be huge for Carmella. Huge. Huge. You think she's going to win? I don't know. When I think the finish we were supposed to get at Backlash, we're going to get here. When WWE was going to India, they took the belt off of Jinder. They're about to tour Japan. If the pattern holds, that, the that, pattern of one, if the pattern of one holds, Asuka's not going to win. That There's a huge difference between Jinder Mahal, who's done nothing but suck as the champ. I thought he was a very good champ. I didn't like him. He was a heel and he did his job. But he had it longer when they took it off of him though. She hasn't had it at all. There's a difference. There's a big difference. I see your point. He had the belt for months. And who's to say she might even win it over there? Exactly. So she might not win at Money of the Bank. Allegedly. The Iconics could interfere or distract. Like or I said, you're going to get the finish that we should have got at Backlash, but we didn't. Oh, that's what you're saying. Follow you listen. Follow you know, listen I, to me. I listen. I do. Yeah. I just, I just, the dots don't connect. That dot well. doesn't connect to anything. I know. Listen. Listen. Leave that alone. <laughs> it's, it's my spot. I'm on that spot right now. Now you're just pointing at it. That's all you're doing. I'm just gonna. Oh, it does connect to the other one. On the other side. The one by your nose. The one over there. You see the one? Are you done? (laughs) I am. I I am the one. I'm the one true champ. You ever see that movie, The One? 
No. It's a good movie with Jet Li. Yeah. As parallel universes. And there's this one. Oh, him. yeah, I think I remember. He's going I, around killing. I wanted to see that. Yeah, he's, he's killing the other hymns because the less use there are in the multiverse, the more powerful you are. Which I think there's a thing to that. I don't know if I could do that, go around choking myself to death. Because that's probably the only way I could do it. It's less messy. Choke myself to death. Not like this, but like another version of myself. Right. Get stronger. But I would like to get smarter too. Would that work? Probably get smarter. Uh the whole the whole thing is flawed because once you're in the multiverse, it splits into two: one where you kill them and one where you don't. So you can never. Why are finish you trying to? You can never. One of my favorite movies. You could never finish the job. All right. Listen. Is there anything else you want to discuss? Because we got. Episodes. We do have episodes. Uh, did you see NXT? Did you no. see 205? You didn't see 205. Fuck that show. Triple H's influence is clear now. 205 Live this week. 48 minute episode. Two matches. Interesting. Long matches. Who, who, who wrestled? Oh, I'm sorry. Who flipped and jumped around for Let's see. 45 minutes? There was a six-man tag. Uh, it was Tyler Bate. Tyler Bates 205? Oh, sorry. Well, because they were in the UK. So it was 205 Live plus UK Division. That is under 205. Okay. So there was a four-person yeah, four match. Fatal four-way. It was Tyler Bate beating TJP with the Tyler Driver 19, whatever the fuck he calls it. 97, Tile Driver 97, that's what it's called. That also featured Kalisto and Kenny Williams. I had never seen him. And then you had Ali, Cedric Alexander, and Flash Morgan Webster. This sounds horrible. Yeah. Well, the 205 guys are fun to watch. And they beat Drew Gulak, Joseph Connors, and James Drake. Oh, wow. Wow, man. I can't believe I missed that. That was a good match. Sounds like it. Sounds fucking great. I'm just having trouble fucking remembering the names. It's just like... I know I'm looking at the names right here, but... You could have made up the names. And I would be like, wow, it's amazing. (laughs) Flash Morgan Webster sounds made up. It does. He sounds like somebody's fucking made up character and creator wrestler. It's like Flash Gordon, but not Flash Gordon. Yeah, and in gaming news, WWE 2K19 is being announced. Whoa, it's another year and another WWE game. another mediocre WWE game coming down the pipe, guys. Get ready for shitty career mode. They just can't seem to get it right. Nope. That's why I stopped playing them. It's like, come on, guys. Sorry, you said you saw NXT. No, I didn't. I said I didn't. Okay. Um, we had a debut, this girl named Brandy Lauren, real name, actually Lauren is her middle name, Brandy's her first name, obviously, uh, she was on Impact for a while, I think she was signed there, as Ava Story, definite cutie. Okay, well, we'll just put that, we'll make a note of that on the old, uh, iPhone 7 Plus, and then, uh, no, didn't make a note of that, I'm just looking at my show notes. All right. 
Speaking of shows. I'm going to tear my shirt open like Hulk Hogan. I'm, I like this shirt. It's very comfortable. Yeah. Otherwise, I'm going to be sitting here in a tattered shirt. Yeah. I, like I got beat up. And I, I don't feel like looking at that. Bro. No offense. I know you got guns. You got freaking... Yeah. That actually looks like a fucking hand grenade under there. It is a hand grenade. It's an arm grenade. <laughs> <laughs> Boom! Boom! Blow shit up. We're about to blow shit up with Riz's Raw. Yeah, you are going to take the old Riz's Raw, we're going to put it in a fucking bag, and we're going to set it on fire. Because this is a new season, right? Is it? I don't know. Sure, a new season. Oh, I, I do know. seasons, so I don't know what you do. No, I don't do seasons. I just... I bet you don't even use seasoning on your food. You fucking eat bland. No, nah, I'll season when I cook. I might put a little salt later on and pepper, depending. All right, cool. How much salt and pepper are we talking about here? What do we? I have. Do I need a lot of water for this? No, nah, I have greatly reduced my salt intake. Good man, I could tell your face looks young. You, you look like uh, like a guy with a future. That's what you look like now. Thank you. Guy with a future, as opposed to a guy with a past. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that's where I was gonna go next. <laughs> well, you, you gotta be like, <laughs> <laughs> well, Riz's Raw has undergone quite a number of changes the past few weeks. One thing that hasn't changed, because of my shitty memory, we are going to start with a recap of Raw's portion of Booker Mania. I was gonna do a recap of the draft also, but. Yeah. Would have been nice if you did. I would have had to have fucking gone over all the <laughs> notes. Listen to the podcast. Listen to the episode. <laughs> I got time. Yeah, for that. we wouldn't want that. So, Raw's portion of Bookermania. Darren Young finally defeated Ryback with the Camel Clutch. Shinsuke Nakamura defeated Rusev with Kinshasa to retain his U.S. championship after Rusev accidentally bowled over Lana. SmackDown's Roman Reigns beat Dean Ambrose with a powerbomb following a spear through the ringside barricade then brutally attacks him with his own steel pipe he used on Orton earlier that week, sending him to a local medical facility. Asuka beat Emma with the Asuka lock to retain the women's world title. Blake and Murphy and the Revival seemingly willingly pin each other after eliminating the authors of Pain, Gallows and Anderson, The New Day, and The Ascension. Blake and Wilder are seemingly the new tag champs, despite not being on the same team. And AJ Styles defeated Samoa Joe with the calf crusher after hurting that leg early in the match to retain the global championship. Hurting that leg. <laughs> yeah. Couldn't just say the leg, his leg. Which leg? Uh, pick pick one. one. Pick one. The, the right. Use leg. your med- listen. I listen. I'm not a tyrant. I'm not a tyrannical <laughs> champion or writer here. Pick a leg. You, the listener, pick a leg. You have two to choose from. Neither is incorrect. Ah, Jerry, on the spot booking. I see what <laughs> you're doing there. Let's take take the greatest match, and that's the match. <laughs> <laughs> and that's the leg. <laughs> Kick your leg out of your leg. Segment one. Kayla Braxton here, backstage in front of Riz's office. Earlier tonight, the revival Blake and Murphy arrived to speak with the general manager, presumably about the tag title situation. I've been assured an interview as soon as the meeting is over. After she's done talking, the video feed cuts abruptly to flashing images, alternating between broken dolls, ripped up magazines, and female superstars lying battered. In the words, she's not like most girls, and she'll be here soon. Segment 2. 
I apologize, there's not a lot of match detail this week. But I make up for it. Segment 2. Billy Kay and Peyton Royce versus Ember Moon and Candice LeRae. Ember and Candice are putting on a wrestling clinic in total control when Carmella and Nikki Bella hit the ring and attack them and initiate a four-on-two assault. Billy and Peyton take Ember out with their double-team knee while Nikki hits the rack attack on Candice and Carmella locks in her code of silence. The foursome then pose together before heading backstage. What's going on? I don't know, bro. This is confusing. Yeah. Segment 3. Michael Cole tells us that Mike Rome is about to interview one of the new signees to Raw. Thanks, Michael. My guest tonight is already a superstar in her own right, a former UFC champion ready to make her claim to WWE Championship gold. Ladies and gentlemen, Ronda Rousey. Ronda, thanks for taking this time out to sit with us. Thanks, Mike. I'm happy to be here. That's my Ronda voice. <laughs> Sounds just like her. <laughs> Thank you. Ronda, you've been training at the Performance Center for a few months now. Tell us, how has the transition been from MMA to wrestling? Well, it hasn't really been all that difficult, actually. For the most part, it's all the same. I get to beat up other women. It's just a different set of rules. I can't punch, but I can throw vertical elbows and kick a downed opponent in the head, which I couldn't do in MMA. I can still knock out and submit people, but I can also pin them. I got used to the physical differences pretty early, and then my trainers and coaches started training me on the new rules. And you think you're ready? Oh, I know I'm ready. I also know that I have less experience than anyone else here, so I'm ready to start at the bottom and work my way up. But I know that I train harder than anyone. I'm more focused than anyone, and I will become WWE Women's World Champion. Do you think you're ready for Asuka? I will be when the time comes. Rhonda, thank you. Michael, back to you. He does. <laughs> that brings us to segment four. It's a cruiserweight elimination match to determine the number one contender to Cedric Alexander's cruiserweight championship. This match has Drew Gulak versus Jack Gallagher versus Johnny Gargano versus Leo Rush versus Neville versus Ricochet versus Brian Kendrick versus TJP versus Tony East. Every cruiserweight that I have besides the champ. Boy. <laughs> the action is just too fast to call between high spots, false finishes, flips and dives over the top, and Drew Gulak trying to stay as low to the mat as possible, but for not. Neville and Gallagher are the last two to survive, and Neville hits the red arrow on Jack Gallagher to become the number one contender. Look at that, Neville. You still have a job on Riz's Raw. That's right. Thanks to Angela Dawkins for firing him. <laughs> Segment 5. We're backstage, and we hear mumbling behind Riz's office door. It opens, and we see the Revival and Blake and Murphy exit, smiling, seeming content. Kayla Braxton still on scene. Gentlemen, what happened in there? Can you tell us what's going on with the tag titles, and why you seem to have allied together? Blake answers. Don't you worry, Kayla. The whole world will find out tonight. Those four head off, and Riz appears in the doorway. Riz, can you give us any insight? About their upcoming announcement? No, I told them I wouldn't spoil their surprise. I can, however, give you something for waiting here all this time. In a few weeks, I can't say exactly when, my secretary and I are still working on the logistics, but soon, there will be a change here on Riz's Raw. Wins and losses will once again count for something. We're going to keep track of everyone's win-loss record, going back as far as the time I took over Raw, and these stats will determine who's in line for title opportunities. Superstars with high win percentages will get a chance to fight other winning superstars, while those with less stellar records will have a chance to elevate themselves against superstars with similar records. 
I feel this will help raise the level of competition here on Raw. Is this any way in response to comments made against Raw and you personally by the SmackDown superstars that refer to themselves as superior? Hmm. Let me tell you this, Kayla. I learned a few things in the short time I've been here. The first thing is, you have to have a thick skin in this business. No matter what you do or say, someone will think negatively of you. Second, I learned not to start a fight I can't win. And it seems that Superior either haven't learned that yet, or they think they can beat anyone. Well, we have a few dual-branded pay-per-views where Angelo Dawkins and I have agreed to put on showcase matches pitting Raw superstars against SmackDown superstars. If Superior keep running their mouths, they may just find themselves face-to-face with a Raw superstar that can shut them up. (laughs) Thank you. (laughs) Sorry. (laughs) What? Uh, uh. I was picturing you in a little suit. Your little... Why are you picturing me? It's not yeah. me. It's you. <laughs> Why is my suit, like, little? Oh, you're little. Look at you. You're disappearing. Not saying next to Caleb Braxton, I'm not, but yeah, I am losing weight. <laughs> Roll up your sleeves. Your hands are hidden. Ah, you're like Kurt, you. but you could turn your neck. This is tailored. Oh. Segment six. Enzo and Kaz versus the Vaudevillains. Enzo and Kaz do their soft shtick. And then beat soft shtick. Yeah. And then beat the Vaudevillains with the Flying Meatball, formerly known as the Bada Boom Shakalaka, because I hated the name of that fucking move. So now it's called the Flying Meatball, because Enzo's a meatball. That's still bad. After the match, the house lights go dark, and we see a vignette for the Authors of Pain, highlighting the disruption they've caused since debuting on Raw. The lights come back up, and his own cast look thoroughly intimidated. Segment 7. The Revival and Blake and Murphy come out to the ring to a chorus of boos. Boo, you suck! I didn't write this in, but all dressed in expensive-looking, well-tailored suits. And Murphy talks. When Blake and I started teaming together, we had a few false starts. It took us a while to really find our stride. Blake continues. Once we did, we won the right to face the tag champs whenever we wanted, but then the landscape of the tag division changed. We knew we couldn't just challenge for the tag titles and expect to keep them long if we won them. So, we traveled the world training, but more importantly, seeking out knowledge. One thing we learned was that it's one thing to win a title, but it's another thing to keep it. And keeping a championship is the key to being successful in this business, unless you're around long enough to win and lose a title 16 times. Oh, that's famous. That's famous. Murphy continues. Another thing we learned is that there are no friends in this business. At best, you'll meet some acquaintances, which can turn into business partnerships. And that's what you see here. A business partnership created with the goal of winning and keeping the tag titles. We actually learned this from the great J.J. Dillon, who said that if two heads are better than one, then four heads are better than two. Blake continued. But we didn't stop there. Well before we chose the Revival to join us, we decided that if we were going to create a foursome to hold the Tag Team Championships, there would likely be some logistics to work out. Which two would be the champs? How would that pair keep the other pair from wanting to double-cross them and take the titles for themselves? That's where this man came in. Our fifth man. The fifth Beatle, if you will. We knew he had some experience with this sort of thing, and that if anyone can help make this work, it was this man, Sean Stasiak. 
Stasiak comes out also wearing an expensive-looking tailored suit. Thank you, gentlemen. As you're all aware, I was part of a faction called the Natural Born Thrillers that, at its peak, were a foursome, plus a manager, that held the WCW Tag Team Championships, but kept those titles on just two of its members, causing jealousy and friction within the Thrillers. What that experience taught me was that if four men are going to hold two titles, all four of them need to truly hold those titles. So, per our conversations with general manager Rich the Riz, the Revival, and Blake and Murphy, the new Thrillers, will defend their titles under the Thrillers rule, a play off the old Freebirds rule that the New Day took advantage of. New Day come out. Ha-ha. For your former tag team chance and feel the power. Woods. It's new Day. Yes, it is. <laughs> Woods says... Thrillers? More like chillers. Three of them all act cold. And he says, no heat, man, no heat. Oh, shit. Shots fired. The smarks in the crowd pop. (laughs) Kofi says, so any two of you can defend those titles? Well, choose your weapons, Planet Stasiak, because we're invoking our rematch clause right now. Oh, he said Planet Stasiak. He did the thing. He did the thing. Segment eight. Back from commercial, we see Dash and Dawson ready to defend the tag titles of the new thrillers, TNT for short, against Woods and Kofi, with New Day obviously feeling like speed will win them this match. As expected, not long into the match, distractions caused by the numbers game on the outside allowed Dash and Dawson of TNT to hit the Shatter Machine on Kofi for the win to retain the tag team championships. They don't mean it. Yay! Riz is raw with a tag team match. Look, two tag, actually three tag matches. The women's tag match and Zone Cavs and these guys. Wow, that feels like a lot of raws. So you're 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 par for the course, my man. Hey, it works for them. They're making money off it. I think you might have more matches than me. I don't doubt. That. I had four. So that was the master plan. How? You planned it all along. Did I plan it, or did I plan it? What? Did you just say the same thing twice? No. Or did I? You can't fuck with me before I'm about to read. <laughs> did I plan it, or did I plan it? Stasiak. Plan, plan it. Did I plan it? Plan it. Plan space it. <laughs> I don't know what the question was. <laughs> What are you asking if Is I this planned? planned from the get, or did you just come up with this yesterday or Sunday or whatever? No, when I had Blake and Murphy win that um, that contract, yes, I'm like, I'm making this a foursome. They gotta do something. Okay. And then it just evolved. I'm like, alright, I need a manager. I was originally gonna make a manager J.J. Dillon, but then I'm like... Fuck J.J. Dillon. No, I was like, well, I Actually, want- more people would know J.J. Dillon than they would Anastasia, probably. Yeah, but like, Farron probably doesn't know either of those guys. Nah, that's alright. I mean, I was a big fan of the Natural Born Thrills. I thought there was a they were a fantastic faction that just got cut way too short. But you know, uh, Plumbo and O'Hare, pretty awesome. Yeah. Then you had Jindrak and Stasiak, managed by J.J. Dillon. Above Average Mike Sanders. <laughs> oh, okay. That was actually his nickname, Above Average Mike well, Sanders. Well, that's WCW stuff, so I'm like, okay, I'm not I'm not too educated on that. 
on the network, bro. Fuck that shit. Alright. Ah! Overall, I put a thumb up. Because it doesn't carry over in an audio medium. Oh, I guess No not. one's going to know what I'm doing. Mm. I can't see. You can't visualize me. My 60-inch pythons and my and my Dude, full you, head of hair. You wouldn't be able to move your arms if you're if they were... That's why I have this pulley system set up. To move my arms. All right. So, it's time, guys. Get ready for the clusterfuck to end all clusterfucks. Jerry on the spot presents SmackDown post-draft edition with no recap, because fuck you guys. Listen, you don't need a recap. I love my fans. You don't need a recap. Uh, so, uh, right now, we're in, uh, just to set the scene, we're at a sold-out crowd. At the, uh, at MetLife Stadium, New Jersey. It's a big, big, big stadium for SmackDown. Yeah. The camera is focused on our two new announcers, Corey Ross Cole, our play-by-play analyst, <laughs> and Junkie Jack Muldoon, <laughs> a grizzled veteran of the territory days. Oh boy. Hello, ladies and gentlemen, and welcome, welcome to the post-draft edition of Jair Smackdown. Boy, boy, do we have a show for you here today, live from MetLife Stadium Arena in beautiful New Jersey, just a train ride away from the Big Apple. I'm Corey Roscoe here with me, a legend of the territories, Junkie Jack Muldoon. Jack, are you ready for tonight's festivities? I'm not gonna be able to enjoy this here show until I have a proper chair. This damn thing is so soft I feel like I'm sinking. Back <laughs> in the territory days, the commentator would sit on an unforgiving steel chair. Not this Nancy boy baby recliner on wheels. Right, okay, well, while Jack is getting a new chair, we take you to the ring. Kid Kayak has been given an opportunity to speak to the Bookiverse. That boy, that boy ain't right. Look at them shorts. That's not how a wrestler wrestles. <laughs> he don't wrestle in little boy shorts. He's got slippers with them flip-flops. That boy's a disgrace to the Intercontinental Championship. Pat Patterson is rolling in his grave. Uh, Jack, uh, Pat Patterson is still alive and well. <laughs> he is not dead. Could've fooled me. <laughs> Kid Kayak stands alone with a live microphone, the Intercontinental Championship on his shoulder. You know, ever since I came here to SmackDown, there have been a lot of doubters. I don't blame people for doubting me. I was just some kid who loved to kayak. Where does he get off thinking he could come here and play with the big boys? Those people, see, I was never mad at them. I'm not mad at those of you out there who feel that way. All you know is what you see here in the ring. I asked our GM, Angelo Dawkins, if I could come out here and talk to you for a little bit. Let you know about me. The real me. Before he could continue... Ladies and gentlemen, that's, that's Rusev! 
Rusev is here, ladies and gentlemen. Rusev, who is now debuted on Jer Smackdown. Lana has the microphone, who seems to be okay after being accidentally ran over. A lot, yeah. Because it's been a couple of weeks. It has been. Sorry to interrupt, Kid Kayak, was it? I know your story very well. It's like the fairy tales my grandmother used to read me as a little girl. Your wicked stepfather, Angelo Dawkins, made you work extra hard to get your opportunities. Until one day, a princess brings you a glass championship, and magically, you are a real boy. <laughs> uh, Kid Kayak, unfazed, adjusts his title on his shoulder and retorts. I don't think you got the right translation on that story, Lana. No disrespect to your grandma, but was she senile? (laughs) Lana is visibly upset. Before she can answer, Rusev asks that she hands him the microphone. Subtly enough. I'm not going to let you disrespect my wife. I'm not good at Rusev's. Or her family. I didn't have any fairy tales read to me as a child. I was told the truth. That if you worked hard enough in America, you can be whatever you want in the land of opportunity. I worked hard all my life, trained hard all my life to wrestle, to fight, and to win. That boy over here, he reminds me of a young Russian fella I used to wrestle back in the territory day. (laughs) He smelled like soup. And he stunk. Well, Jack, as you know, we live in a different time, and our superstars maintain their hygiene. The hairs on his chest was like Brillo pad on my face. <laughs> Rusev continues. Prove that you deserve that championship by defending it against me, Rusev, tonight. Because today, it's Rusev Day. Boy... Let me tell you something, that that Russian boy over there, I will kick his lily white ass so hard, I will send him straight in to that damn Berlin Wall, I tell you what. <laughs> um, Jack, uh, Rusev is actually from Bulgaria, and the Cold War ended in 1991. Nah, what do you know? <laughs> Kid Kayak says... I've got nothing to prove to you, Rusev. That being said, you're on for tonight. You're a real brave kayak. Tonight, I will break you like a crushing wave against your tiny little boat. There you have it, ladies and gentlemen, a fight for the Intercontinental Championship, and I'm being told it is the main event. Somebody check that boy's green car. Something ain't right here. (laughs) Segment two. I turned. (laughs) (laughs) We are... This is a vignette, by the way. That was the introduction to a vignette. Nice. <laughs> we bring us to... A, this is a watch store where a well-dressed Bobby Roode is looking at expensive watches. 
When you're the glorious one, only the finest things will do. He calls to the woman working the watch counter with a tap on the glass. Hey, beautiful. How much for this one? Why, that one is $2,500, sir. I'll take eight of them. Huh. One for every day of the week and one in case one of them breaks. Also, I'll be paying cash. And I'll pick you up at 8 o'clock tonight. So don't forget to put your phone number on the receipt. The saleswoman blushes. Yes, sir, Mr. Rude. Bobby looks into the camera. Call me the glorious one. That's great. Yeah. Very old school. Reminds me of uh, when DiBiase was doing that shit. Yeah, I was going for something like that, brother. Came across. Segment three. Back to ringside with Kari Ross Cole and Junkie Jack Muldoon. <laughs> Ladies and gentlemen, we have a brand new matchups here tonight, and you're about to see some action never before seen on this here show. I thought you said we was going to have a match here, boy. I thought this was for families. I don't. I didn't bring any singles. Ha <laughs> uh, Jack, you're well, you're one of the funniest men around. As funny as you are tough, because you already know, of course, that we have female competitors here to compete. Uh, listen, boy, this that looks like a stripper, and that <laughs> hair was stripper music, and I am ready <laughs> for a table dance. Can I get a table dance here? Rich the Riz approves. <laughs> Don't mind him, folks. He's <laughs> He, he's from a different time. He, he just doesn't, he doesn't understand. Of course, Alexa Bliss is here in a singles competition against this woman. You probably won't recognize the music because I haven't even listened to it yet. I just look for it. Okay. Wow, this is awful. This music is awful. Somebody turn that off. Next is Sonya Deville, accompanied by Ruby Riot. What's this gal's story, Corey Ross Cole, since you got all the information? Well, Sonya here is a former MMA fighter, a Jersey native. Although she's only had three professional fights, she's won twice. Once by knockout and the other by submission. Her only loss was by decision. Well, lucky for her, we ain't got judges here. You put out or you shut up. I, I think you mean to put up, don't you, Jack? Boy, let me tell you something. And the bell has rung. <laughs> Alexa Bliss, the smaller of the two, she's uh, she's quick, quick and on her feet there. Yeah, let me tell you what, that girl Sonya Deville over there, she doesn't look like she's here to play patty cake with that young lady with the biscuits over there. I tell you, I want to dip those in my gravy. Whoa, let me tell Whoa, wait. Oh, and uh, yes, uh, Sonya Deville, she's got, uh, she has got uh, Alexa Bliss on the run there because Alexa looks like she's just running when she, she stopped She's trying to get out, but Ruby Riot, she's on the outside there. Boy, what, what, what a contest. <laughs> Sonya Deville is lighting up Alexa Bliss with these quick, quick left hands, a left and a right. 
She's really boxing her in. She's using her MMA background. What? I had no idea she had such good striking. Wow, I don't know if this here is a boxing match or what. But Alexa Bliss, she is quick. She does a double leg takedown on the MMA fighter. And boy, she's right back on her feet unfazed. And just Alexa and cannot go strike for strike with uh, Sonya Deville. What a what a tough... Wow. But Alexa Bliss, she suplexes uh, Sonya Deville. And then she going to the top rope. Looks like she's going for the... Uh, uh, I believe you're here, according to my show notes, that is a sparkly splash. <laughs> a, no, uh, I'm sorry, uh, you're a little out of date, uh, Junkie Jack. Uh, you know, it's actually called Twisted Bliss now. She's, <laughs> she's not calling it that anymore. That was an early NXT thing. Well, who gave me this here notes? Boy, you are fired! Uh, Jack, you can't fire people and uh, <laughs> it's culturally insensitive to call him boy <laughs> man I can't deal with these here times <laughs> but look at Sonya Deville she looks like a million dollars here she's over here she's just strike she, she's she's, she's kind of down but it looks like she's going to get up she's on her feet and she runs to the top rope and does a belly to belly suplex taking that girl down oh my god that poor beautiful woman <laughs> and Sonya Deville has Alexa Bliss. What? That's a dragon sleeper. That's a dragon sleeper. Alexa Bliss is tapped. If she could tap out, she's sleep. She's sleep, ladies and gentlemen. Sonya Deville's the winner. I'm not playing her music. All right. <laughs> Ruby Riot enters the ring. I hope you're all paying attention because we are sick and tired of the cookie-cutter princesses on this roster. You just witnessed a fighter doing what she does best. Breaking basic bitches. Mic drop. Segment 4. We are in GM Angelo Dawkins' office. Dawkins is at his desk on the phone having a lively conversation. That's right. And the night is even over. We... We will have Daniel Bryan in competition tonight when he faces off against... I have to call you back. I, I have a very important guess in here. Roman Reigns is here, and he doesn't look to be in a good mood. He's got his arms crossed as he's looking at Dawkins up and down. He's sizing him up. Roman, hey, what can I do for you tonight? My partner's still out of competition. I have no tag team partner. I'd like to know what are we doing about the tag team titles? Mm. More specifically, what are you doing about the tag team titles? Look, Roman, maybe this is what you don't want to hear, but I've decided since we don't know when Orton's coming back, you're going to have to vacate the titles. All right, I'm going to need the night off. Before Dawkins can agree, Roman has left his office. This is not good. Segment 5. At ringside, Corey Ross Cole and Junkie Jack Muldoon on commentary. Welcome back, ladies and gentlemen. We are in for some in-ring competition here. Yes, bring on some good old-fashioned ass-whooping here right now because that ass match got me super excited, man. I need to... Woo! I've got a case of the vapors here. I'm sweating up. 
You boy, get me. Jack, you can't talk to people like that, especially him. <laughs> Yes, the Yes Movement is here on Chair Smackdown. That here is Daniel Bryan, ladies and gentlemen, who thought he could never wrestle again. He fought for his dreams because then his dreams fought for him, etc. That boy is a miracle. How he landed that beautiful woman, I got no idea. Do we know if he's like a brainwasher or something? And he's no Bray Wyatt. No, they're in love. And Daniel Bryan, he's uh, really excited to face off against his opponent. Who who could it be? What? Are we under attack? Are we under attack? No, no, Jack. That was a long time ago. This is Hideo Itami. He is a former uh, Japanese sensation. Kenta. But here he is Hideo Itami. I don't care about a Hideo Itami. My grandfather was in Fukushima. That boy's pappy probably killed my granddaddy. Let me tell you what. Listen, uh, Jack, you can't... That... This is very insensitive. <laughs> of course, the views of Junkin' Jack Muldoon do not uh, coincide with Jer Smackdown or Jer or Rich Riz or the Basement Bookers podcast. I'm just <laughs> giving this copy uh, to read here. And boy, did, the bell is rung. And these two are at it. They lock up. Daniel Bryan gets Hideo Itami in a, in, a, in, a, in, a, in a headlock. And he's got him. Whoa, whoa, look at that. Look at that, ladies and gentlemen. Hideo Itami powers out. He does an atomic drop. Oh, oh my goodness. Boy, the last time I received an atomic drop, that huge was from a, a feller named uh, Junkyard Dog. He visited me in the territories, and that that boy, he sure can work, if you know what I'm saying. He whooped my ass. That's right. Yeah, great. Junkie Jack. <laughs> That's great. And boy, Daniel Bryan and Hideo Itami are having what a contest. All the moves you enjoy, right here, <laughs> right here, and it looks like Daniel Bryan has says has put Hideo Itami into the yes lock and an emphatic tapping. Boy, that boy tapped out faster than a tap dancing. You know what? Listen, listen, jumping jack. I don't segment six, and boy, the the wait is gonna be worth it for you. Smackdown is about to become an experience like you have never, ever seen before. You will experience the Velveteen Dream next week on Chair Smackdown. How old school is that? That was great. And the timing of it was perfect. <laughs> Thanks. You could have just like let let the song say Velveteen Dream for you. That yeah, I know. That's alright. That was good. It was perfect. Segment seven. Kurt Hawkins is waiting in the ring. 
I came in here for some real competition. Raw was just too soft for Kurt Hawkins. And I'm glad I'm never going to see Rich Deriz's stupid face ever again. So I asked Angelo Dawkins to give me an opponent that no one has ever faced on this show before. I'm waiting. Who is this fella? He looks too small to be a wrestler. Looks like my water boy from back in the territory days. <laughs> uh, that's Kurt Hawkins. He's got an impressive record of 300 losses. Back in my day, we would stretch boys like that out on day one, and they'd never come back. And here comes his opponent. I don't know what this is. This is supposed to be Shayna Baszler's music. <laughs> anyway. <laughs> anyway. I, I thought it was like a horseman thing. I, I thought I heard horses in the beginning. I, I, I thought I heard fighting. Like punching. I don't know, ladies and gentlemen. That's Shayna Baszler's music. <laughs> Not everything's going to be a hit. Isn't that a lady wrestler? That's a lady, right? You sure that's a lady? <laughs> Why is she coming in here to fight this young boy? Shayna Baszler is a U- former UFC fighter with a 14 win and 11 loss record. She's close friends with Ronda Rousey who wrestles for Riz's Raw. What? But she going to wrestle a man? I guess. <laughs> This is an equal opportunity place. I mean, I'm sure Angelo Dawkins wouldn't do this if he didn't think Shayna Baszler could handle herself. Well, I'll tell you what. Let's just see what happens here. And they're off. Oh. Oh. She. Oh. Th- that, that ain't right what she's doing to that fella. Mm-hmm. She's twisting him up in knots. I, I can't. I'm just get, I'm getting sick to my stomach here. A woman shouldn't be able to beat up a man like that. Do they test here? <laughs> uh, I assure you that she is clean and definitely a she. In all ways. You are saying like you know, Corey Roscoe. I don't know. I don't know. I just know. <laughs> I, I'm a professional, sir. And, uh, it, it appears that, uh, Doc, uh, the Kurt Hawkins is asleep. He is asleep. Whatever that choke move is, she, she's got it locked in and he is, wow. I'm sure if Riz, Riz ever watched this show, which I'm sure he does, cause he's intelligent to check what the competition's doing, that he must be grinning because Kurt Hawkins might be dead. I don't know. He's, uh, he's unmoved there. <laughs> Shayna Baszler, uh, grabs the mic. Dawkins did not <laughs> Dawkins didn't think it would be fair that I wrestle in the women's division and thought I could hold my own with the boys. I guess he wasn't wrong. Segment 8. Kid Kayak versus Rusev for the Intercontinental Championship of the world. I'll spare you the music and stuff. You don't have to. Well, Kid Kayak doesn't have music. Well, you, you gotta get on that. Yeah, I'm thinking about something. I was gonna make something, but mm-hmm. since I wrote everything, 
and me doing the music was like a last minute thing I thought of on the train. Let me tell you something, Corey Ross Cole. You best put an asterisk. Ne- you best put an asterisk next to that boy's name. That Jezebel Liv Morgan was involved, and he's got to prove to me, Corey, if he's got what it takes without any help to win. He's beating Elias in their rematch, Jack. He's proven himself, and he's willing to give Rusev a title match when he didn't even earn it. It's back and forth action here, ladies and gentlemen, with Rusev and, and Kid Kayak. Boy, what a contest. Two, two titans just going at it, just fighting each other fair and square. Lana's not even at ringside. Rusev has got the upper hand using his power, and, and, and they're doing the test of strength. Rusev just powering over Kid Kayak, throwing him to the ropes, hits him with a clothesline. Kid Kayak is up. Springs to his feet. Spring elbow off the rope. Because that's the only way you do it. And then Kid <laughs> Kayak is kicking. Going for the paddle kick. But Rusev, the crafty, wily veteran, dodges out of the way. You know, he's he's trained by Rikishi. Did you know that, uh, Jumpin' Jack? Junk, junkie Jack? Why, well, I knew of a Rikishi. The boy's ass was as big as New Mexico. I'll tell you <laughs> what. That boy, he can go. I remember seeing him one time. He did it for the people. He did it for the rock. That's right. And uh, get back to the uh, in-ring action. It looks like it's, wow. It could be any man's game here. What? When all of a sudden. Oh, no. It's, it's superior. Superior's here. I don't know why that music hit. It's just the Bowler's music. But they're all here. They're coming down, and they're attacking, they're attacking both Rusev and Kid Kayak, the numbers game. But Rusev and Kid Kayak are standing together. They're standing together against, the bell is already rung, they're standing together against Superior. And Alistair Black hits the black mass on Rusev. Rusev is down, it's Kid Kayak. He's all alone against these guys. Holy shit. Angelo Dawkins is running down the ring. What? Roman Reigns isn't here tonight, so he can't help Kid Kayak because I think they're friends. Maybe still. I don't know. But Angelo Dawkins, he's at ringside. Stop this. The referee. What are you doing? What are you doing? And the referee, he gets taken out by Seth Rollins with the steel chair. Ow. Ow. And then Dawkins is in the ring. He's he's taking his jacket off. He's standing beside Kid Kayak. Rusev is he's dazed. He's getting to his feet. And and he's he's gonna join the fight. Rusev still willing to fight these three men. It's three on three. It's fair and square. When the the, the numbers game they're just standing facing off against each other. And Finn Balor, he's got a microphone. He's, he's got something to say in the middle of this confrontation for some reason. Dawkins, I didn't think you had the stones to step in the ring with us. Unfortunately, it's your last. And then, he just, he's going after Dawkins. Finn Balor's after Dawkins. Kicking his ass. Oh my god, somebody, he is not the competitor. 
But I, I thought that boy was a man of many talents. You can't call him boy. You can't do that. You can't talk like that, Jack. This is too serious right now. Superior. That's, Rusev's down. Rusev's down. Kid Kayak's getting the boots taken to him by Seth Rollins and Aleister Black. They've, they've handcuffed him to the ropes. And now the three of them are, are getting a beat down. They're beating down Angelo Dawkins. They've torn off his shirt. The steel steps are in the ring. Both, they have chairs. What? What is this, this chaos? Someone has to stop all of this. Somebody needs to stop this. We're running out of time. We're running out of time, ladies and gentlemen. I'm told we're short for time here. What? What could possibly happen here? Seth Rollins, he's a, he's on the top rope and it looks like he's going for the blackout on the steel steps because Angelo Dawkins is prone on the steel steps. Finn Balor and Aleister Black holding him down. The chaos is, what's going on? What is happening? I don't, I don't even know what's happening. What, what is that? Boy, I don't know. Did somebody call the police? It's... Oh, my God. It's sanity. God, ladies and gentlemen. Smackdown's off the air. That was great. Just like the old days. And just like on the real Smackdown, we haven't seen sanity yet. But close... Why? Where are they? Oh. Where are they? I know where my sanity is. Yeah, I know. I don't know where uh, their sanity is. Doesn't this remind you of the old days where, like, shit would go down and, like, it just just cuts and you're like... During the Monday Night Wars. Yeah, and also I I would hear stories... When wrestling was good. Yeah, and I would hear stories about um, the, the, the Crockett promotions and stuff like that. Where they would have shit like that, where they just go off air, shit happening and stuff. So I thought I'd do that. It's good. <sighs> I feel like comparatively, both of our storylines going somewhere. I think yours, your show is more fun. Is that good? Yeah. Oh, okay. Um. Well, you were setting up pieces. Yeah, that's the thing. Yeah. That's why I couldn't. I couldn't really put a lot of matches on because I had things I wanted. Mm. Things I wanted to accomplish. The um, the women thing, I was kind of like, hmm, okay, Let's try that. What, uh, Shayna Baszler? No, no, the, no, my thing that I, that oh. I was doing. Where, um, Nikki Bella. Yeah, that's Carmella, different. K- yeah. Some interesting, uh, what's going on over there. It's a thing. Maybe oh. we'll find out, maybe we'll, oh, oh, maybe. <laughs> There may or may not be a thing going on in my show. What'd you think of Breaking Basic Bitches? That was great. <laughs> oh, them too. Okay. Yeah. Because, <laughs> you know, Sonya Deville. Yeah. Allegedly. Oh, it's definitely straight up openly. <laughs> oh, yeah, that's true. Straight I like that about her. Very good. Thanks. I, 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 I was hoping it wasn't too... Like I wanted to intro, I wanted to play with Velveteen Dream, but Hi-yo. just, just giving a taste, mm-hmm. just a little taste, of Bobby Roode, just a little taste, 
here a little of this a little of that it's, it's hard for me because I want to do all this shit mm-hmm. but I gotta I gotta week by week it yeah we each have so much new talent we can make an entire new show just with the new talent we got yeah which obviously we can't yeah which is why I'm gonna have a lot of interesting things going on here might as well do some TNA shit where like this week will be storylines A, B, C, and D and then next week will be storylines E, F, G, and H yeah I have like my main thread the superior angle mm-hmm. and then I got all these little things branching off things don't look good for the uh for the good guys curious what's gonna happen with the tag titles Curious what's going to happen with the North American Championship, which was not addressed at all. Got a... No? Yeah, I hear you. There's yeah. a plan. Got a sprinkle. There's a plan. There's a great plan. You know, like Jesus was saying, there's a plan? No. <laughs> <laughs> well, ladies and gentlemen, I have been checking the news, and there is no new news at the moment. So... Enjoy your weekend. For those like me that work for Jewish companies, happy Shavuos. Enjoy your three-day weekend. Shalom. Yeah. And then next week... More episodes. Happy Memorial Day weekend. Yeah. I have to work that Monday. But you know. I never work Mondays, so, you know. Yeah. At least I get paid for this Monday. I don't get paid because I don't work. <laughs> it sucks. Appreciate Shh. the hell out of you guys for listening. All four of you, listen. <laughs> we, we do this. We do this for 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 you guys. Thank you for taking us into your ears. That's right, into your ears and spreading the gospel of the basement bookers all over your face, neck, and chest. All right, yeah, I got that reaction right out of Rich Riz. Yeah. For Rich to Riz, I'm Jerry on the spot. Hit us up at Basement Jerry on Twitter and at Rich to Riz on Twitter. And yeah, I mean, you might even get your tweet. Tweet, 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 tweet. Read by us. Well, we read all of them. Yep. Yeah. Emails are good too. Basement Book is a Gmail. So later, everybody. Thanks for listening. We've reached the end of this exciting episode of the Basement Bookers podcast. And both Rich Deriz and Basement Chair really hope you enjoyed it. If you did, feel free to leave a five-star review for us on iTunes. You can catch us on Stitcher and wherever podcasts are available. Feel free to check out the Basement Bookers Facebook page. Head over to Twitter if you want to contact us directly. It's the best way. Rich Deriz... R-I-C-H-T-H-E-R-I-Z and Basement Jer. It's like Basement Jerk, but you take out the K. Thanks for listening, everybody. And the match of life is scheduled for one fall. So make it count. And do what the man says. Follow the booker!